G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lek Dog and I'm joined by Patch. Patch, how are you? It is a trying time. It is... I don't know how I feel, Lek Dog. Community, we are here to give you our initial thoughts on what's just been announced by the AFL. The season has been cut to 17 games. The state leagues, both AFLW and AFLM, have been canned. There will be supplementary players added to lists. There will be a mini-draft. Um, currently, they don't know if Thursday footy is going to happen. I would suspect it's not going to, although my spies inside Richmond and Carlton are saying they are preparing for it as if it is. The players are having a conversation with the AFLPA tonight. 2,000 players on a call or whatever ridiculous number it is to work out what's going on. Um, and we're here to talk to you about Supercoach. The season patch could go on. These 17 rounds could happen over the next 40 weeks. We could be playing Supercoach AFL in December. Uh, we'll go through all the talking points, how we think it affects it, but what's your initial thoughts on the 17-game season for the AFL? Well, I mean, the the initial first thought is that can we get to full primo will we ever get to full primo i struggle to do it in 23 weeks how are we going to do it in 17 well i think that we won't a very important point is that we probably we won't um i think we could talk about the super coach stuff now i just wanted to note that uh oh thank you to um telebeats for the music if it's played we don't know if we're just playing sad music behind this um this will be the most uh the 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 most even slash most in integral in integral integral integrity there's a lot of integrity this season everyone only plays each other once we've been calling for it for years um or i have anyway uh, so now we get to see it in practice all right patch take us away with the f- oh, oh sorry another preamble community we're assuming patch correct that prices will stay the same salary cap will stay the same in supercoach uh, we'll maintain the 30 trades. It'll be a rolling lockout pretty much all through the year. The allocated points per game, the uh, whatever it is, 3,300, will remain the same, and the magic number will remain the same. We are assuming all seven of those points. Yeah, and that, um, of course, that they won't add extra positions. Obviously, with extra supplementary lists, there'll be lots of players not playing each week, especially if they roll out games seven nights a week as Gil floated. You know, should they start losing time? You know, if they have three shutdowns where where players are test positive three times throughout the season, that's an extra six weeks. They'll try and crown them all together because Cricket World Cup starts, or presumably will start the in October. Um, so as much as they say we could still be going in December, gosh, it'll be tough to actually fit it in should that happen. But yeah, we're, we're working as if nothing has changed um, on that front. We don't know if Supercoach has the infrastructure to change a lot of it, um, but we're just we're just going through it. Um, so we're under the assumption what it becomes multiple trades per week. The I would assume Ws. if I was running it, I would leave it at 30 trades per uh, for the season and like every seven days in a block you've got your three trades that's how I would do it off the top of my head um, because 
30 goes into 17. What's that? You get two trades a week and then, uh, oh, yeah, not quite two yeah, trades a, couple a week. Leftover. But, you know, they're going to need to be flexible. Yeah. The other thing is we're assuming that in a week block they might play a game every single day or in a in a, um, in a nine-day nine day stretch they play nine games. Uh, but then there might be a, a week in between the next games. Um, also, tools down or down tools, as Gil said, if anyone tests positive. You can't really plan around your primos getting sick. Um, and But we, I did read someone say, uh, pick players who don't have kids. So if you really want to think about it, um, yeah, don't pick players who have kids. But let's go into the real super coach things, what we think is going to happen, Patch. Take us away with the first point. Um, so obviously extended list is a big one. So they're going to try and add, I think it was up to potentially 50 maybe more players per list and without state leagues at least for the first part of the season there's plenty of talent to choose from so on one hand it means this rookie cross we've been talking about potentially disappears um if you've got a lot of you know players coming through the state leagues they get blooded they play games we've suddenly got more options but on the flip side we have play you know the, the rookies we do have their job security goes out the window. You don't know if they, they still walk into round one teams. We don't know if, if Tom Green plays, if or Lockie Ash plays, if the Giants have to bring back someone like Brett Deledio. Um, you know, in, in a 17-game season, every single game becomes so important and you have to win. You know, early wins becoming incredibly crucial. Late wins become incredibly crucial. You don't have time to stuff around and have a late charge to the eight. So they're not going to stuff around with testing younger players. I feel and like dog will they will they make cash is that a thing that we can realistically expect from rookies this year no my initial thoughts are I don't think there's going to be a heap of rookies playing sort of six seven games in a row look they might but my initial thoughts are teams are going to be trying to play their very best teams because every team's going to think they've got a chance now this year um, so I'd suspect that rookies aren't get get the the first look where they months once might have. Um, just because of the way the season's going to be structured across a long period of time. So I think that relying on rookies to make cash, while we will have probably plenty of downgrade options as the season goes on, as players get sick, um, I don't think the rookies are going to be making heaps of cash, which I think suddenly changes how we have to build our teams uh, with, what is it, six less games? Um, Is it six less games or five less games? Uh, five 23 week season but each club had a buy yeah. um, that um, okay. yeah I, I think you're right and then on the flip side if it means we can't pick rookies it means we have to pick more mid prices we have to pick Absolutely. you know your, your, your John Noble's a lock your Ben Long is potentially a lock which means if you've got more mid prices you can't afford to have six deep in the midfield you can't have Humor Cluggage at M6 you can't you know I've banged on about it all pre-season you have to have Grundy you have to have Gorn that might that's no longer the case. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's it's a value season. It's mid price madness season. It's an exciting season for footy all of a sudden. Um, because if we can't rely on rookies to make cash, we have to spread our money across the board. We've got seventeen weeks. That's less time to stand out from the pack. So we're gonna get as many points on the park as possible. My current structure with six uh six deep in the midfield, Oliver at M six um, relying on rookies heavily in the back line, suddenly you can't run with that. You've got to spread that money across the whole team. 
your Brayshaw breakout now becomes an even more realistic. Dev Smith gives value. We've got to look for value. Um, Jack Stephen, of course. We've got to find value across the board um, more so than ever. And it's not value in terms of just money. It's value in terms of we need guys who are going to outperform their price based on points so that we can maximize our points in the short time we have. We've got less time to break away from the pact. And we were talking about it before the podcast patch. We think there's a real key category of players that are going to provide us with value, and that's impact players, players we might not have oh, considered yes. before. Do you want to take us through a couple of those options we were talking about? Yes, I mean, players, the the most notable impact player in, in my books in the AFL from a super coach perspective, and potentially even from just a, a football perspective, you know, Gorn's now out the window. Nick Natanui is firmly back on the menu. We want players that are going to score as many points per minute as possible. Games are potentially going to be shortened to help ease the burden on players who have to play, you know, two, three games in two weeks. Um, yeah, I'm not you know, sure they, if they, we uh, highlighted that before. Gil did say I that they might. I don't think we did. Yeah, Gil said they might be shortening games, which means there will be uh, well more points. Right. Explain it to me, Patch, like I'm an idiot. So basically, you've got the 3,300 points that get spread across a, a game that get handed out regardless of, of if it's a 100-point drubbing or a 1-point thriller. You've got 3,300 points. Every game's worth four points on the ladder. Champion data treats the, the ranking points the same. Um, so basically, if there's less time in which there is to spread those points, it means the things you do with the ball, the things that make Supercoach different from AFL Fantasy, those impact things are worth more points. If you kick a goal, you know, on the siren to win the game, that might have been worth 25 points last year when Michael Walters did it a couple of times. That could be bumped up to, to 35 to 40. You know, every possession suddenly, you know, possession counts might be a bit lower because there's less time on the ground. But you look at, say, um, Paige Cardona, a good friend of the podcast, did a sensational piece a week ago or two weeks ago about AFLW Supercoach points which you know obviously aren't available. She had to go digging um, to champion, uh, you know, champion data's database for those. But the the really good players in the AFLW are scoring two hundred points a game, averaging two hundred points a game. And while I'm not sure the gap between the 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 best players on the park and the the bottom six in the AFLM is the same, I think we'll still see that scope of players averaging more. And then if the games are shortened, impact players averaging more than they would have if the games were full length if does that make sense yes do uh the the things that scale super coach points are going to be amplified if a game is shortened because um less time on the park so that means players like nick nat nick who was was in my team then they came out they said we're going to manage him we're going to manage his time um we're going to manage his game time he was out of my team Shortened season, shortened games, suddenly his value increases. More, Presumably more time between games, more time to rest him outside of the games. Um, and he's a points per minute impact. He only plays 60% of game time and he's going to get you 100 points. I think he becomes but, a lock. But, uh, and crucially, that that you know 60% game time, he's still going to play the... You know, if that's... I'm not good at maths. We're not good at maths on this podcast. But if that means sort of 80 minutes of game time in a 120-minute game, that'll be 80 minutes of game time in a 110, 105-minute game as well. I don't think they'll shorten that. They, they might not necessarily shorten that. They might rest him should West Coast fly to Gold Coast and play an away game there. They might give him a rest there. But 
the fact that the competition will and it not it's not an if it's will shut down for two weeks at a time multiple times during the season when when players test positive i think early days that might be enough to convince me that you know someone like that new is worth selecting but injured players is the next one on the list and and sort of touches on that you got your players like josh kelly nat fife um who have been discussed as you know do, do you pick them do you risk sort of them missing a few weeks um you know if they if they have a niggle like do you think these players will be rested if they've got a niggle will they play through and then on the flip side how bad would it be if say josh kelly does a hamstring misses three weeks in a 17 week season versus a 23 week season well obviously it's far worse if he misses three weeks during a 20 uh during a 17 week season but we don't know what the structure is. If it comes out and there's one game every two weeks, a play like taking a risk on a Josh Kelly, a risk in quotation marks, uh, is well worth it because um, there's going to be more time between games, more rest, and rest is the thing that prevents injury and load management like we see in the NBA. Um, so these guys become way more viable in my eyes as someone who's pretty conservative on injury-ridden guys. If you had any question marks over Sam Doherty, he's going to have a lot of time between games because I don't think we're going to be playing game, 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 game. I think it's going to be game, break, game, break, you know. Do do you... I'm almost on the flip side of it. I think they'll do game, break for two weeks when they have to and then they'll do three games in two weeks and then break again for two weeks because they have to. And they'll just... You know, there might be a stretch where they have six games in three and a half, four weeks for for each club. And I, I think those sorts of games, especially if you get a draw, you know, the draw won't be released for a little while yet, um, especially if you get a draw where suddenly your GWS, you play Gold Coast, Carlton, um, Essendon, Fremantle, in, the, in like four weeks, very, very quick back-to-back succession. I reckon they'll rest those players. Mm. Yeah, what, why wouldn't you? If you're coming up against a, a, a Gold Coast type club, well, I just don't you, think they're going to take a risk. I don't, I don't think it's a one-off. They take those risks um, where where games, I know, are only worth four points, but they're worth more now. I don't think that clubs are going to rest. The other question is, we, we at this stage, we, they've delayed the, the announcement till tomorrow. We don't know if round one's going ahead. It might just be that they play the 17 weeks normally and they start in five weeks' time. Um we don't actually know how it's going to happen yet. So that's the hard part. But but I do think that I think I'd be more comfortable picking Josh Kelly now, knowing that if they were going to manage him at all um, in between against the Gold Coast, they'd be less likely to do so now. The other thing worth looking at when it comes to injury patches, guys that are currently injured that are going to come back uh, are, are become a lot more viable. Adam Trelaw, Callan Ward is one that I'm thinking about uh, off the top Tim of my Taranto, head. Tim Taranto, potentially, Mitch Duncan. They, we don't know um, the timelines it, yet, it's hard, but all the guys who are like a couple of weeks away or a few weeks away suddenly become uh, become viable options. And particularly if they're cheaper guys or guys that I think are underpriced um, due to injury from last year, Callum Ward, for instance, um, he might be a value pick that is required to be picked to maximise these 17 games. And we obviously don't need to hash over. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we obviously don't need to hash over those um, forward um, mid price because we've spoken about them to death. But players like Andy McGrath, who um, Tim Mitchell's been huge on from the Herald Sun, Jack Viney, um, you know the you know Dan Houston could realistically be a D one. Um, you've really got to look for these 
value picks that you wouldn't normally consider because they're not premiums and they won't finish the year as premiums. But if there's the chance this year that they, you know, they're in the top 20 of their position, that could be good enough. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, like I, like we said at the start, minimizing rookies and, and trying to find value in those cheaper guys is good. Sam mm. Naismith, isn't he a bloody tasty option now? I mean, he could be. I mean, theoretically, how does captaincy work? This isn't something we talked about at the start of the year. Do you want to make sure you've got at least two or three rolled gold captaincy options so that you can maximize that where you say, you know, I'm going to pick... Even if it is saying because Grundy and Gorn back to you, someone, I think it was Bryce Mitchell, may have done the analysis a lot earlier on in the preseason that, you know, at, it's probably gone out the window now, but you could vice captain and captain, you know, slip them into each other 20 out of 22 games or something for the year. Yeah. Is, well, is that something you need to need to look at and just say, right, I'm just going to lock away a, a Neil and Whitfield and then they're going to be the two captaincy options for the year, or you want to try and have four or five of them? I think, uh, look, you're still going to have your your, your your captaincy options, your Jack McRae's, your Brody Grundy's, your Lockie Whitfield's, whatever it is. Um, you've still got to have a couple of these primos. What I'm saying is because you're not running six deep um, in the midfield. You're spreading those M4, 5, and 6 out across the rest. You're spreading R2 across the rest. Um, you still need a captaincy option, but you do get to play a bit more with VC potentially, depending on how lockouts work this year. Um, yeah, those that played um, BBL Supercoach will be potentially at a very big advantage having got, got used to the potential of having a game every single night and having those rolling lockouts roll the whole way through. Like, If I'm being honest with you, I'm looking at my side now, uh, which I was going to release as a team reveal this week. Um, in my defense, my on-field rookies, and I'm saying rookies, not like John Noble, I'm not saying as a rookie, I'm saying he's now a really valuable selection at 200k. But I've got Zerk Thatcher, Will Gould. In the midfield, I've got Raul Green. I've got Naismith at R2. And then I've got Schultz and Rankin at um, F5 uh, and 6. That's only seven on-field rookies. Like... I'm actually could probably roll out this team, but I need to beef up the uh, probably the Robert and, and Nobles by dropping one of the midfielders. But like, I'd be pretty comfortable with my team because I was already risking it, thinking that something messed up might happen with the season anyway. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, now now that you mentioned, we probably should throw that team in the show notes. Um, so if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, head over to jockreynolds.com. You'll be able to see a thumbnail of, of Lex team sitting there of, of what would have been Lex team before. It was thrown up. Um, but yeah, I think players yeah, like Ben Long, Dylan Roberton, those 250k players basically become those on-field rookies. And then even if you've got your, your Marlon Pickets and you have to have them on the bench as just players generating cash, you still need those players generating cash sitting on the bench. I don't think we can carry dead weight of an M11 who's not going to play or we know who's not going to play, um, especially if a lot of these players, your Jack Marnies or... You know your your Isaac Rankins or whoever you know Dev Robertson might not get a look in because of this. I, I don't think we can carry them and expect them to maybe pop up for a game or three through the season. Yeah, I think I agree. we need to. If that means Tom Green's on the bench, so be it. Really, if it means Zerk Thatcher's on the bench, it's going to have to happen. So, Patch, we were talking beforehand, and we were saying, is do 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 you select a player with a, a low standard deviation where you know is going to consistently be good this year, 
like a Tom Stewart. He's going to pump out, you know, 95 every week, let's say. Or do you take a punt on like a Brody Smith who can pump out 110s periodically? You only need him for seven, to play well for 17 games. Um, the other thing is, so consistency versus upside, I want to discuss. And then the other thing is uh, slow starters. We know there are some players out there in Supercoach that are considered slow starters um, that we try and generally try and avoid an upgrade to later. Do you just rule them out completely now if a player's a slow starter? Or do we expect that by the time the season actually starts that the players will be fit and firing and ready to go? No, slow starters are straight out because not only will they have a slow start when the season finally does get underway, when it stops for two weeks, they have to restart again and they're slow out the gate the second time and the third time and the fourth time and you just can't have players be slow out of the gate. You want to look at even like historically back in the day, Joel Selwood used to score 150 every round one. You could bank on it. You'd be like, nope, he's just going to, if you're picking him, you'd captain him in round one because he would score 150. Josh Shea Kennedy, another historic example. Both of those players are unlikely to do that again this year. But, you know, you look at, there'll be research done, you know, obviously with the season up in the air, we've got to write some form of content for all of these hours and hours. We we had banked away doing captaincy previews and all of that. Um, You know, that, that no doubt will be done, but you've got to look at the players that are fast out of the gate that don't take time to warm up. You've just got to get the points now well i mean like i'm looking at the list guys like like lance franklin might be relevant now expected to return around about round five like yes you only need a few good games out of him you know what i'm saying toby green is suddenly a really exciting prospect because you know he can go big even though he's a dickhead he can go big um and i'm much more like suddenly my eyes for these sort of impact players like dustin martin by the way who's normally a slow starter how do we address him because he's a slow starter, but he dominates fourth quarters when it matters and champion data loves him. He's a really I, difficult one. He's a difficult one. And then you add, you know, we haven't mentioned it at all, but, you know, there's a very real possibility a decent chunk, if not all of the season, will be played without crowds. Um, does that impact players? Does that, you know, is someone like Martin someone who gets egged on by crowds? I, I don't buy into the theory that that's what happens. I don't think it'll have an impact on most players, but you're like you're someone who reckons that will have an impact. That that lack of crowd noise. Yeah, well, I the players I initially thought it would impact Martin Dangerfield, um, players who soak up the spotlight sometimes in a negative fashion, sometimes in a flopping fashion, um, and then like. But then we were talking about non-supercoach relevant players like Lockie Plowman. I think he'll be really improved without a crowd booing him the whole time. <laughs> like. <laughs> Right, well, we'll lock Lockie Plowman into your... Is he a defender? Is he... I literally don't know I'm tr- anything I'm about him. I'm trying to find how much he costs. He is a defender. He's in our leadership group, mate. He came second in the BNF. 392k, Lockie so, Plowman. Sorry, so he came second in the best and fairest. Let me double check. He was definitely top three. God, you're a rubbish football club. They like, they um, like him. <laughs> Actually, he would have been third. He would have been third. Because it would have been Cripps uh, and then Walsh, if I had to guess. Let me check. Let me check. I, we don't. We don't have time, Lech. We don't have time. All right. Um, uh, yes, it went Cripps, Ed Kerno, and then Lockie Plowman. Good God! What is happening? Sam Walsh in there? was fourth. Levo Casbolt was fifth. So we're expecting higher points across the board for mo- most players. Um, 
will impact next year, but obviously we've got to get through this year first. Yeah. Um, it might affect prices it, starting next year. It might might get a bit of an AFL fantasy pricing system. It'll be a nightmare. It will be it'll be mid mid price madness two point um, But are there any other takeaways? That's most of the notes we had um, had down. Aside from well, sorry, there is one other one um, tagging. No one's going to get deboard more than once this year. <laughs> that, um, that's that's a plus. So if you were, you know, we, we had a few articles go up about tagging this year. I don't think that becomes an issue anymore because every club's going to play every other club once, which means you're going to get, if Ben Jacobs is back, you're going to get him once no matter what. You know, you're going to get Matt DeBoer once no matter what. You just sort of take that plunge of like, maybe he just won't go to Bontempelli. Maybe he'll go to Dunkley or McRae or whoever else. You just It's not a, not a thing that really should go in. And also buyers. If you're planning a team around the buyers, buys won't exist this year there'll be those two week shutdown periods which again will happen not if they happen they will happen they will be the weeks off they'll be the breaks for players to to recover um yeah if, yeah we we don't need to to plan around those buyers and if you're striking st kilda and port adelaide players off because of the china game ha remember the china game um they're suddenly as, as just as relevant as everyone else is it's leveled the playing field it Which, really has. Like you've been you've been calling for for a long, long time. I I still think even with all these, we should implement a twenty trade limit and no rolling lockout. So, <laughs> oh, could you imagine a no rolling lockout for a round that goes for seven days and then has the next <laughs> round start less than twenty four hours after? Yeah, and no might be finished? delayed for fourteen days in between. It'd be great. It'd be great. Um, the other thing I think we mentioned, but I'll just go over it again. We no longer need to... If you were picking players because you knew Brisbane allowed the second most points, super coach points per game um, in the league, and you were picking a team that played them twice, uh, throw it out the window. Doesn't matter anymore. All that beautiful research and articles that all the great super coach communities have put out there, it's all meaningless now. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to be a bit of fun. Uh, I will be very sad when they tell me that the season isn't going ahead on Thursday, but at least we'll give Eddie Betts a chance to get healthy for the for his first clash. Um, I think it's going to have... Sh- Sorry, you go? No, I was about... no, 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 you, you go. Oh, I was just going to talk about footy in general. It's going to have really long-lasting impacts on the state levels. Uh, players are going to take pay cuts. Um, it's going to affect the salary cap in the, over the next few years. You'd think they're going to have to smooth out the salary cap issues, which will occur due to lost revenue. Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting, and hopefully, it all bones Collingwood somehow. Fingers crossed. I mean, the the people you don't want it to bone is like Tasmanian football, which is basically on its death knees. Its death knees. That's death not a phrase. Knell? Death knees. Death, it's on death its knees. Knell. Bees knees. It's on its bees knees as we speak. Um, and honestly, this could be the thing that kills it dead. Um, you don't want it to, you you want it to survive. It, it'll be a, a really challenging time for a lot of people, especially, you know, your local footy leagues, local footy clubs that if they have to play without spectators, is there a point to local footy if you're playing without spectators? Will clubs survive without spectators? Will clubs survive without games? It's There's a lot of things that, that could really, yeah, be, you know, as a sports impact. And then also... Just generally, just look after everyone. If you, you know, just just spread spread the love, but don't don't spread it by spreading viruses. That's not what I meant. Yes, uh, keep your tongues to yourself, community. 
Um, but I think we've covered it all there, Patch. If you've got any thoughts, community, obviously, let us know below. Let me know what you think of my team, because I actually, I think it's a pretty decent, uh, decent team to carry me through this awful, awful season, to be honest with you. Um, I've, I think I've done all right. I'd been drafting my comment, like the first reply that was going to be on that that team reveal, to just getting rid of Sam Naismith and just attacking your character, your attacking everything about that team. And now it, I can't use it, and it kind of saddens me. I might drop Brody Grundy too. I was thinking that. <laughs> as terrifying as that is. Um, community, look after yourselves. Stay safe. If you're not feeling well, don't go outside for the love of God. Just Don't go to work. Sure don't you, be a prick. Um, just, yeah, mate, you know, it's not, you don't need to panic. You don't need to buy all the bog rolls from the supermarket, but just be sensible with it. Yeah. Don't, don't go. There are people you know, who are in go. need. They need that stuff. And also I don't have any toilet paper or any food in my house because I'm not prepared for anything. So bloody, come on, come on. Um, stay tuned to the Jock Reynolds socials as well. We may have something to fill the void should footy be cancelled. Not going to promise anything, but we could have something happening. All right. We love you, community.